Stampede. Garner is at number 81, recorded 117, 2021. Maybe I haven't emphasized what's been happening, but I'll try to boil it down by telling you who you become. Do the words tools, losers, write-offs, lemons, zeros, or minus zeros come to mind? You're living the American dream, and you may never wake up to the fact You don't count unless you can be manipulated into working for the big mirage. Does the word duh remind you of anything? You know, it might remind you of someone leaving their shopping cart in the middle of an aisle, maybe with a woman staring blankly at an empty grocery shelf, and you say to her, Well, duh. And she says, What did you say? I said, duh. And I'll repeat it for you. Duh, duh, and duh. Oh, you said duh. That's right. Duh is an expression used when you stare blankly at an empty grocery shelf and leave your cart in the middle of the aisle so I can't pass. It's a little like Mike Nichols saying, there's no weather today. Oh, did you say there's no weather today? That's right. You don't have to worry about nothing. There's no weather, no money, no groceries on the shelves, and they're calling for a blackout or a lockdown tonight. Oh, 
you must be mistaken. They said the electricity is to be shut off tomorrow night. No, it's tonight. Are you having difficulty keeping track of time? Sometimes. Well, that's no surprise. They're thinking of getting rid of daylight savings and standard time. They are? Yeah. It's called no time. No time now or no time in the future. It's just if you can see sunlight, then you know it's daytime. And if you can't see sunlight, you know it's nighttime. You mean my watch says it's 8.15 and that's wrong? Well, time don't matter no more. The government is broke. And when you're broke, time don't matter. That's like the dream I had. Well, lady, that wasn't a dream. And guess what? You don't have a gender anymore. What do you mean? The government decided they can't use personal pronouns, like he or she. You mean I'm not a she anymore? That's right. You're an it or a they.
you've been marginalized. If you think you're part of the American dream, you better look around, because with more people being added, the margins have gotten larger. That dream you wanted for your children, and even for yourself, aren't going to come true. You see, modern monetary theory isn't going to continue. And to make this explanation short, the government is financing its functioning by borrowing money from the Federal Reserve. And quite honestly, I don't know where the Federal Reserve Bank gets all the money it lends to our government. I do know somewhere someone gets specially manufactured paper and ink and with artistically produced engraved plates print large quantities of paper money. It's a little like someone going to a Xerox copying machine and printing, except in the case of the government, it's done on a record scale. And to be truthful, there isn't even anything to pay for just that process, because there isn't any money to pay for the paper, ink, or machines that do the work to push out that fiat money. What I'm trying to tell you is the system is collapsing, and the exceptional privilege that was once granted to the U.S. dollar for the world economy in the last 50 years is coming to an end. When exactly that day arrives, I can't say, but there's plenty of evidence it's coming. There are people who are trying to keep the illusion, the mirage, from ending. After all, money is nothing more than an acceptance for exchange of goods and services. Now, when that process is interrupted, that is, the exchange for goods and services, the government's responsibility for producing the money will stop, and what we use as money may stop working. A restructuring will be called for. A new currency will be called for. And a reduction of the violence that has been building in this country probably won't subside. Contentment and peace is far away, a distant, uncertain future.
If there's a restructuring of the federal government, a new form of currency may take place. In fact, the issuance of fiat money may not exist at all. It may be a system of credit run by large commercial banks. The federal government as we know it may no longer have the power of legislating how revenue from taxation is spent. In fact, the federal government may not be able to levy taxation. With the collapse of the U.S. currency, the dollar, the federal government's power will be greatly reduced. I can't predict how many people in the federal government will be retained. At present, it employs over 9 million people. If because of bankruptcy, there's a restructuring of the government, it's not difficult to imagine three-quarter of its workforce will be unemployed. But I'm not an economist. I'm an artist who looks at what's been happening and what has occurred in the past, attempting to tell you what the future will be. I'm not a propagandist. I don't get paid to persuade people into believing a point of view. It's true I've never been part of a political movement. I haven't voted for over 30 years. And to speak openly, I'm not like most Americans. Because growing up and living in my farm, amidst the natural world, I really never had to buy into what most Americans thought was important. At an early age, I saw what consumerism was doing to people. I was removed from the values that consumerism was bringing. The big lie that it would bring a better life, that all you needed to do was consume, that it was the basis for living. Just get more, be more, control more, and everything would be good. But that's not the way it's turned out. The government is bankrupt, and the people who run it at the top aren't about relinquishing the power they have. No, I've spent a lifetime looking and hearing what is beautiful, never participating in what fellow Americans thought was important.
For me, I've never been tuned in to the system of consumerism. So I consider myself lucky never having to want more. I've always been content in living with nature's changing seasons. But I've watched as the systems we've built keep changing. It's difficult to understand what you've become when you're within a system, being a part of something. To stand outside and observe what is happening around you can make you understand what's important. It should be obvious. Something dramatically is wrong. And there are people who would make you believe everything is going to be all right. The facts are difficult to determine. Some might even say there's a conspiracy to prevent the American people from ever seeing what's happening. When someone detonates a bomb in downtown Nashville, effectively destroying a city block, most people in this country know about that. But give that event one month later, it ends up as a vague memory in everyone's collective consciousness. And you want to know why? Because tens of thousands of people two weeks later, rushed the U.S. Capitol with five people being killed and legislators fleeing in fear for their own lives. Those two events, the explosion in Nashville and the storming of the Capitol in D.C., are probably not directly related. But both should make it clear Tranquility and well-being is nothing that should be expected in our future. There are lots of reasons for why these events keep happening, and there's lots of reasons why they quickly are forgotten. Today's horrific event is simply swept away by another violent tomorrow. But there are people who tell us these things will be investigated, and people will be arrested, and justice will be served. The propagandists want to place blame, but when a large part of the population agrees to use violence to resolve disputes, you've got a problem that won't go away.
I may be all wrong about this. After all, I'm telling you what the future may be. I'm not like a stand-up comedian telling you jokes about the present. No, I'm telling you what's coming, and that can be very tricky. I may be in left field, off my rocker, on some strange medications, or in a slow boat to nowhere. I could be mistaken. The future is very murky. And yes, I make grammatical errors and mispronunciations, but I'm confident in what I see is happening. I'm not here to entertain you. So when I say you've been manipulated, turned into a number, serving as a tool to be used and thrown away, I don't think of that as a joke. I see that as what's happened and it's about what your future looks like. I have to make sure I'm seeing things as they are, and I'm not afraid to tell you that. There are those who would say I'm calling wolf when there isn't any, that everything is fine, that you don't have to think about nothing. And that's exactly what I've been saying. You've been brainwashed anesthetized, placed in a stupor that makes you proud of who you are. Not I. I'm suspicious of things. Like when I buy an inexpensive loaf of sliced white bread and leave it on my kitchen counter. Now normally, if you leave a loaf of bread on a kitchen table for a week, you start to see mold. That's not what happens with my inexpensive sliced white bread. No, I've left my packaged sliced white bread on my kitchen table for over a month, and I've observed it's as fresh and tasty as the day I bought it. I periodically open the package and toast a slice, buttering it, adding raspberry jam, drink my coffee, and call that breakfast. Sometimes there are variations to that theme, but I've been suspicious of my sliced white bread. After a month, there's no mold that forms on it, and I have to ask myself why that is. I know they wax cucumbers to keep them fresh, but My white bread is free of mold.
This week on Garner Isn't, you heard incidental music from two composers, Bernard Herrmann, from his original score for the 1947 movie The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, and Alexander de Platt's Academy Award-winning music to the 2017 movie The Shape of Water. Stampede! Written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.